For our scripture reading, we turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it and is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. So far we read from the Holy Scriptures this morning. In the text that we consider, verses 13 and, and 14. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. 
Dearly beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, we sing here about the mercy, the compassion of our Heavenly Father. He has shown us mercy. Many places we mention that. We think of what we deserve. We think of our many sins. And this psalm speaks of our transgressions and says, He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. It directs us to think on our many violations of the commandments, our many iniquities, our sinfulness. And to think of the comfort that we have, knowing that as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Even as this morning we have baptism, and our mind is directed to the washing away of sins. We've been forgiven much. You and I have been forgiven much. Our Father has shown us mercy. And we are to show mercy to others, to our children. This passage makes a specific reference to parents showing mercy to their children and makes a specific reference to fathers. As a father pitieth his children, or as a father shows compassion to his children. It says a father does that. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Certainly that brings up the fact that we are to show compassion to our children. We're to rear them in the fear of the Lord. We're to give instruction as we vow that we will do. We are to discipline them. We're to discipline them in love. We're to be patient with them. We're to remember these words concerning our Heavenly Father. He knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. We think of how weak and how frail we are. Our Heavenly Father knows our frames. He remembers that we are dust. We also are to remember the weakness of one another and to show tenderness, care for the children of the church. There are many that deal harshly with children, that are overly critical of them, that discipline them in a rage, that say cruel things to them. We're familiar with that. Typical of those of the world. Our God's people also are sinners. There are times in our own parenting where sometimes we say things that we shouldn't say or we say things in a way we shouldn't have said them. 
And we go to our God and we ask for forgiveness. We are to care for the children. We're to thank God for the children. And, and the children should know that we thank God for these children that God has given us. And that we love them. Meditating on, thinking on, having our mind directed to the mercy of our Father. May we also show mercy to one another. And specifically now we think of mercy towards our children. We consider this passage under the theme as a father pities his children. We consider the compassionate father remembering we're dust and thirdly imitating him as a father pities his children. There are wrong ideas about strength, man. For a man to think he's got to be strong, he wants to show himself to be strong. Well, there's the wrong idea that one who is strong treats other people roughly. That shows his strength by the roughness in which he treats other people. We think of how Rehoboam, answered the people when they came to him and he answered them roughly contrary to the advice that he had been given we also think of the fact that there are those that and we'll talk about showing mercy as though showing mercy means that you don't discipline that you don't discipline your children when they're walking in sin or that you don't discipline in the church when somebody is showing themselves to be not turning from sin. That you show them showing mercy means you don't discipline. Both of those ideas are wrong. Strength is not shown by being rough with people. Showing mercy doesn't mean that we do not discipline. We discipline in love. We bring to our children the word. We follow the principles that God has taught us in his word. The idea of mercy, the word here, the Hebrew word root here is said to have an idea of being soft. To love, have mercy on, compassion on, or pity. There are different words for that in English. You know, we have the word compassion which means sympathetic consciousness of one's distress and a desire to alleviate it. That we think of someone in their distress and we desire to alleviate it. Uh, mercy is compassionate treatment of those in distress. Sometimes the word pity, sometimes people say, I don't want your pity. Well, pity does have the idea of sympathetic sorrow for one that is suffering, distressed, or unhappy. Although it can suggest the idea, pity can suggest the idea that the person showing pity is, is better off or in a superior position. Perhaps it's in connection with that that people think, I don't want you to think that you're somehow in a superior position to me. I don't want you to be pitying me. 
Yet when we look at the word pity from the viewpoint that it's a sympathetic sorrow for one's suffering, distressed, unhappy, similar to the word compassion and mercy. We're to show compassion and, and merciful as our Father is compassionate, he's merciful. Showing mercy is related to forgiving. We see that in this, in this chapter. The context is talking about forgiving, that he forgives us. And there's a number of passages that speak of that connection, showing mercy and forgiving. We have a similar psalm in Psalm 78 that even mentions our, it mentions our, our frailty, too. So it's a similar passage to the one that we have here. Psalm 78, verses 38 and 39. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity. Being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Very similar words. Here we take note of the fact of it says that he was being full of compassion, he forgave them. You know, what comes to mind is that passage in Matthew 18 that speaks about the one that had this huge debt and came and said, you know, be patient, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And then he was told that he forgave the debt. The man that was owed a, a considerable sum, he forgave the debt. And then the one that was forgiven the debt went out and wouldn't forgive somebody else. That somebody else came and said, uh, be patient, you know. He, he, he said, be patient with me and I'll pay thee all. And he would not. And we're familiar with that. Now, taking a look at it from the viewpoint of mercy and forgiveness. In that story there, uh, it says, Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. The one that was owed this large son, sum, when the servant says, Have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him. And forgave him the debt. And that reminds, that directs us to think too of showing mercy to others. Means not only that we don't harm them, that we don't, maybe they've done something bad to us, 
And we think, well, I'm showing them mercy. I could have done this to them or that to them. Or really, they deserved this or that, and I didn't, I didn't do it. But did you forgive? Did I forgive? Showing mercy goes with, you know, one showing mercy forgives. Which can apply also to comply to our relationships in the church of Jesus Christ. Somebody has sinned against us. We know the proper way to, to go at, to, to deal with the problem and to go to the brother, talk with him. When someone is, is sorry for their sin, we are to forgive them, really forgive them. Applies to our caring for our children, forgiving them. God remembers his covenant. We think of baptism, we think of the covenant. And in 2 Corinthians 14 verse, or 13, verse 23, it speaks of the covenant and showing mercy. And the Lord was gracious unto them and had compassion on them and had respect unto them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and would not destroy them. That was 2 Kings 13, 23. You think of his covenant. Our God has made an everlasting covenant with us. Our children are included in the covenant. An unconditional, gracious covenant. We also are to think on the covenant of God and be thankful for the covenant that God has made with us and with our children. This passage about showing mercy is, we see that the, the mercy referred to here is particular. We often talk about that, and this is a verse that's very clear on that. You know, we often quote, Romans 9, when we talk about particular grace and unconditional election, we often talk about Romans 9. And you think of how in Romans 9, you have that phrase, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. As mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he hardeneth. Verse 18, particular. Particular meaning only shown towards his elect people in Christ. This passage is not an encouragement to sin. You know, there are those that will think, oh, God's merciful. And in their mind, they're thinking that that means they're going to continue on in sin. They're not going to turn. Perhaps they've been stealing. And they're dishonest in the workplace. They're going to continue on doing it. 
Others are doing it too, and they're going to continue on doing it. And, well, they know God is merciful. But the person that constantly is using, taking God's name in vain, using filthy language, constantly speaking foul words, and he doesn't turn from that. God is merciful. Or the person that is guilty of various sexual sins continues to walk in those sexual sins, even laughing about them, continuing on in them. Well, you know, God is merciful. This passage is not an encouragement to sin. In fact, when we think of our Father's mercy, we, we are so thankful and we, we want to show our thankfulness to him. But also the verse itself brings out that the Lord pities them that fear him. Those that fear him. Those that show reverence for him. Those who love him. Those who are his children. It's speaking of his children, which is particular. It's the elect that are the children of God. Uh, there's numerous verses on this idea. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. One who covers his sins, he'll not prosper. The one that confesses them and forsakes them, who turns away from sin, who turns to God asking for forgiveness, shall have mercy. It's particular. God's children do love and fear him. We do have a sinful nature. The things that we read about the world doing, the world can be blatantly cruel in their dealings with others and their dealings with their children. And we hear about such things. Some things even at me coming into the news, people even killing their own children. Of course, many kill unborn children. And yet also, children that are born and grow and mature, many are cruel to them. Horrible sin. We also are sinners. There's times that we, when we look at our own dealing with our children, we sometimes realize we were, we were too strong in our discipline of them. We think on our Father's mercy. The merciful Father, the compassionate Father, our Father who remembers that we are dust. And now we look briefly at that, that it's added here that he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust, and that brings out the fact that we were formed of the dust. And we return to dust. 
which we really do. Very quickly, we're, we die. Our life here is very short, and that's also mentioned. How quickly. The wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. Man can boast of how strong he is, or how beautiful a person is. We return to dust. Very quickly we're gone. We're weak and frail. All flesh is as grass. Sometimes we think we're strong. And then something happens to us in the providence of God. We're humbled. We're directed to think of our unworthiness and our weakness and our frailty. He remembers that we're dust. Many are cruel. You think of how Pharaoh made his servants serve with rigor. Spiritual foes are cruel. There are those that don't listen to God and they turn and walk in the way, they they continue walking in the way of sin. Spiritual foes, the ungodly, the devil and his demons are cruel. Yet many will will follow what they say. Our Father is merciful. He loves us. And Christ is a merciful high priest, a sympathetic high priest. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but he was in all but what was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin our sympathetic high priest who laid down his life for us it may seem different to us at times We may have times when it seems like the burden is so heavy and going through each day seems to be so difficult. When we read of verses like this, he knows our frame, he remembers that we're dust and we sing those words. Well, there are some times in our life that things seem to be going pretty good. And then quickly things can, we can have a trial in our life, a difficulty that we face in our life. And it's very difficult each day. Very quickly someone we love can die or be dying. It could be somebody that's older. 
and was expected to die soon, although we, we love them. And it's hard to see them suffering and then soon dying. Could also be somebody that was younger. Could be our child. It could be our spouse. It could be a young mother or father in the home. And there could be times where we wonder, how are we going to go on? We can at times that we have such pain, ongoing pain, or there can be times where we're having difficulty to breathe, or someone that we love is having difficulty breathing. <coughs> Going through each day, struggling to breathe. Or we can have a loved one that goes astray and speaks cruelly of us. It's hard enough. It's so hard to see them going astray. But then also that they point fingers at us and they speak evil against us. Cruelly. Sometimes speaking evil against us falsely. Sometimes perhaps pointing out things that we've done that, was wrong, that were wrong and that we're sorry for. But the way that they pointed out to us is cruel and it's somebody, perhaps our own son, perhaps our own daughter, perhaps our own dad or mom, somebody close to us. Or we can be working and going to school and people can be mocking us. Or we can have things that come upon us that are related to our sins and that we know they're connected to our sins. And sometimes it seems so, such a heavy burden. He knows our frame. He remembers that we're, we're dust. You know, in Psalter 210, we sing those words. I asked in fear and bitterness, will God forsake me in distress? Will he forsake me in distress? Shall I his promise faithless find? Has God forgotten to be kind? Has he in anger hopelessly removed his love and grace from me? Then we go on and say, those doubts and fears that troubled me were born of my infirmity. Though I am weak, and we confess I am weak, though I am weak, God is most high. And on his goodness, I rely. And so on. Our Heavenly Father is merciful. We know he is merciful. We know that as we come to him again and again and ask for forgiveness, we know he forgives us. He comforts us and assures us of forgiveness. He shows us mercy. And in thankfulness, 
We're to show mercy to others. Thankful for the mercy that the Lord has shown us. We love him who first loved us. We show love to the to others and mercy to others. We're called to imitate him. Showing reverence for our God. Showing reverence for God as children, showing reverence as parents, showing reverence for our God, showing we fear him. The reverence of one who loves his, our Heavenly Father. There's a number of passages that speak about parents, fathers and mothers, and then making a reference to God. You know, there's passages that speak of this with regard to the mother. You know, can the mother forsake her sucking child? Would that happen? Can a woman forget her sucking child? Oh, I, you know, she forgot. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? And then it says, yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget. And there are a number of passages. That was about the mother. There are a number of passages that make specific reference to the father. The father spares his son who serves him. Malachi 3.17. The father is the one that gives food to his children. Luke 11. The father chastens his son in whom he delights. A number of passages like that. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7, for example. Proverbs 3, bringing out that love is, loving for a child is shown in chastening. Chastening in love. And this passage here about having compassion. We're to teach our children not only in the sense that we give instruction and teach the different doctrines about what's the mercy of God, that God and God's grace is particular, the covenant is unconditional, and he has shown mercy to us. We didn't deserve it. He chose us unconditionally. He sent his son who died only for his people. We were dead and he quickened us. He gave us new life, everlasting life. He preserves us. Then we also are to show in our daily treatment of our children that we fear our God that we imitate him. 
We think we have our mind directed to the mercy he's shown us, the compassion he shows us, the fact that he knows our frame. We're weak and frail. He remembers that we're dust. And then we, in the dealing with our children, when they sin, even when they sin repeatedly, even when they do things that we've told them numerous times not to do, that we do chasten them. And there are times when they're doing something that they, we've told them repeatedly not to do, that we bring that up to them. Now, we've shown you. We've talked to you many times about this. And you're continuing on. And yet we discipline in such a way that we are showing our love for them. We're showing our compassion for them. We show our love for them, spending time with them. Knowing the things that are going on in their life, the concerns that they have, with some that's easier than others, some will openly talk about things that they struggle with. Some it's harder to find that out. Some, even when you try, they kind of put you off. Like they kind of answer in such a way as, don't ask so much about that. Don't really want to open up so much about that. And it can take more time with some than others. Maybe they'll answer that way at a certain moment. Maybe at another time, they'll talk more. They're to know that their mom and their dad care and are concerned about them. Sometimes people will think if you want, you know, for mercy, one goes to, to one's mother. And what, how thankful we are for the loving mothers. That one knows that going to mom, that mom will show compassion. That mother is merciful. She loves us. She's patient. And the man who has such a godly, merciful woman for a wife, thanks God for her. Thanks God for how she's caring for the children in the many times that, in the times that he's not there. Yet the father recognizes how important it is that he also is with the children and that he is showing them Compassion, mercy, seeing them in distress, watching over them, and at times recognizing there's something that's troubling this child and concerned about them, encouraging them, pointing out the things that they're doing well and praising them. It can be at times when people are overly critical that their idea is that they want their child to be, they're trying to get their child to improve in whatever areas they have their mind set on. And so they're, they don't want to be too quick to be giving words of encouragement. They want their child to know that they're, they need to improve. It is important for us to be encouraging our children pointing out to them the things that we see 
things that they uh, that were that we see in them and that we're thankful for pointing out the work of God's work in them we see them growing spiritually and how we're thankful to God for that what a joy it is to be able to talk to you children about the things that God makes known to us, the things of the kingdom of heaven, and to hear your thoughts, to hear your questions, your comments. What a joy to talk together about the doctrines that we hold dear and to see your interest in them, your love for the truth, your desire to glorify your God. Encourage one another. We all know that we fall far short of doing this as we ought. We can think of times we've lost our temper. You know, losing one's temper isn't showing strength. And we can think of times that we lost our temper and maybe we lost our temper about something that really was, was pretty small. Maybe we'd be embarrassed if others knew. God chastens us in love. You know, it's an example of how our Heavenly Father, who shows us mercy, chastens us in love. That the Father, if the Father is losing his temper, God chastens him. And he feels sorry for his own sin. He may be criticizing his son or his daughter. He may be chastening them. And yet at the same time, the way he's doing it, he's conscious of the fact that his heavenly father is chastening him. And very quickly, he's going to God asking for forgiveness and at times also going to the child and asking for forgiveness. There's times when we accuse falsely. We don't really know what has happened. And we quickly find fault with the child and accuse them of something only to find out that isn't what happened. And when that happens, it's, when something like that happens, it's good for us to say that we're sorry. And we shouldn't have been quick to make a judgment before we really knew and when we lose our temper to ask for forgiveness. True for the, the father, true for the mother. Our Heavenly Father shows us mercy. We've had different parents. Some of us, many of us, most of us, you know, would have, have been reared where we were taught the truth in our homes from our earliest days. And thankful to God for the parents that God has given us. And even if it is the case that somebody was to have a parent that was, was cruel, an unbelieving parent, What a comfort we have of knowing that our Heavenly Father is merciful. Our Heavenly Father 
is merciful. He forgives us. He loves us. He has adopted us by grace. He has saved us. He averts evil or turns it to our good. We are to remember our Father's mercy. We're to be thankful, to thank him for his mercy. And as we care for these precious children, not only when they're really young, but also as they're young people, as they're young adults, as they grow and mature, may we care for them. May we encourage them. May we show compassion to them. And discipline them in love. Show our thankfulness for our salvation. And may we, as parents and children together, praise the name of our merciful Heavenly Father. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, our God and our Father, we call on thee, our Father. Thou art our Father, and thou art merciful. We thank thee, O Lord, for thy mercy. We are unworthy. We have violated thy commandments. There's times we've lost our temper. There's times we've said things we shouldn't have said. Father, forgive us. Again and again we come to thee. There are times that we can say that to our children. I've told you again and again. And yet we know, Father, that we have, thou hast told us what we're to do. Thou hast told us what we're not to do. Again and again we sin. And we come unto thee, O Lord, and ask for forgiveness. We're so thankful for thy mercy. May we remember thy, the mercy thou hast shown us. We know thou dost know our frame. Thou dost remember we are dust. We are weak. Grant us grace to deal kindly, gently with one another. To the honor of thy great name. Bless all thy saints, we pray. And bless the children that thou hast given us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.